Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Leslie here today on the show. How are you doing today, Leslie? Howdy. I'm doing quite well. Thanks for having me. Awesome. We're so happy to have you on. So tell everyone who you are and what you do. Surely. Well, my name is Leslie Hassler. I own Your Biz Rules Business Coaching. And what I do is work primarily with women-led service-based businesses to get growth and scalability right in a way that's profitable, sustainable, which means it's a heck of a lot easier so that my clients can do their great work So they can build their financial legacy that they started out wanting to build for their families. And at the end of the day, create so much more impact in the community through their employees and through their contributions. Awesome. So let's talk about the inspiration behind starting your business. What was that like for you? Well, this is actually my second business. So I say the first business was accidental. I became an accidental entrepreneur. There was no planning. I found out on a Wednesday, I wasn't going to have a job by Friday and opened up my business on Monday. And I ran that business for seven years, a lot of uh, peaks and valleys during that journey. But really, this business, I say, is God-led. Because what I found in my first business, although we were successful, although we had checked a lot of the boxes, I hadn't designed a business that actually fed my soul. It kind of tore it apart in a lot of ways. Now I can look back and say I I created every bit of that. But then I didn't see a way out. And the only way I could see to fix it was to find something new. So I spent about two years in conversation with God where I quite literally walked around and said, Okay, God, if this isn't it, then what? If this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, then what? And so while he did give me the answer early on, and I was like, no, 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 I'm being serious here uh, in my conversations. It took me a while to come around to it. I will say that your biz rules and the work that we do here is where I've meant to be my entire life. It is my playground. We do amazing work and we change lives in the process. And I'm very proud of that. That is so amazing. I love it so much. And it's so funny. Like I walk around and I'm, you know, asking God, what am I supposed to be doing? But it's so funny how we start off doing one thing. And then once we go to the next level or the next step, because it's always a stepping stone, then that stepping stone, we start getting to actually like, oh yeah, now I can see it. But at first I couldn't. <laughs> So no, you're feeling around in the dark. You just feel like you're feeling around in the dark, searching for a window. Exactly. Exactly. And I love the fact that you went ahead and did the first business starting out. And it was kind of, it was something that you had to initially do, but I love how you just started out and just kind of like, just kept going in a sense. 
Because you know how some yeah, people, even, yeah, because some people they'll start off something and like, oh no, and then just completely stop, you know? You know, it's interesting you say that because in this business, what I saw people doing in my field, because there are a ton of people coming into coaching and consulting and some really great and some are figuring it out. You know, you have to have a day one before you can have a day hundred. But what I saw happen that I didn't want for myself is I saw a lot of wishy-washiness. Like I'm going to go serve guys and I'm going to help them be the best men they can be. And then six months down the road, no, 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 no. I'm going to go serve women and I'm going to help them be the best they can be. No, 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 no. You know, it was that kind of indecision, flippy floppy, trying to find the right way. And I, I really wanted for myself, I wanted to know that I was on the right track and that I wasn't getting distracted by all the things there are out there to be distracted by. And so it comforts me in a lot of ways to look back on my path and go, while I've searched in my own way, definitely, I've never strayed from the calling. And I've only refined it and gotten better at communicating it, you know, in the seven years that I've been doing this work. So there's a little bit of, I don't know, I won't say comfort, but maybe confidence in knowing that, yeah, this is really the path I'm meant to be on. I love that so much. So can you remember a time in your, I will say, maybe second business, or it could be in your first business where you had a hello moment? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I've had a lot of hello moments. (laughs) But, you know, let's talk about this one, because the struggle that I had is that this business and what I do today is completely different from my first business. And so coming into it, the term, I guess, the closest term you could put it is that imposter syndrome, where I struggled with who am I? How do I how do I know that I can do this? How do I don't have the qualifications, all those things that we process as we go through it. And so one of the because the pull and the call was very strong, I was like, okay, 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 I'll try. And I took on three clients for free and I served those three clients for three months. I'm very intentional in what I do. So we had some boundaries to that, our work, but I just wanted to see, could I impact people consistently? Like not a fluke, not what I could do for myself, but could I do it for other people? And at the end of it, I impacted every single one of them. I learned a lot along the way. I won't say it was all roses, but it was the thing that I could finally say, hello, I'm home. You know, this is what I'm meant to do. It feels good. And I'm actually good at it. So let me start being great at it. And that was probably one of the biggest moments for me to kind of get me over that hurdle of, you know, is this what I'm meant to do? Am I going to be any good at it? Who am I? And all those all those questions that we think of the little voices inside of our heads bring doubt into when quite often you might actually be on the right path. I actually think now imposter syndrome is that signal that you're exactly where you need to be. Oh, I like that. I really like that because, you know, people think about that all the time, every day. I hear it in Facebook groups all the time. And they say, I really feel like an imposter. I feel like I have imposter syndrome. And I call it happy freight. Like, you know, you have this feeling like, you know, you're happy to go for it, but then you're afraid. And like you stated, it's kind of like 
yeah, you definitely should be doing it. Because <laughs> I've noticed yeah, times I where it- I didn't have that, you know, and I was doing it and it didn't work out. So, yeah. I call it nervous excitement. So I love that you call it happy afraid. I'm like, <laughs> I call it nervous excitement, right? It's nervousness, excitement. It's the same thing. So I love that you have that phrase too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So if my, I tell my mom all that and she picked up, you know, picked up from me and said, oh, I'm happy afraid. I was like, are you? It's too adorable. So let's talk about the business of 1%, how to sustainably mm-hmm. and profitably grow your business. Yeah, you know, where we tend to work with people is after they've had that initial level of success, like they're able to get clients and produce that reliably, and their growth is stalling in some way, shape, or form. And the thought of doubling your business or tripling your business actually is more afraid than happy (laughs) because they know what it means. And I think that first stage of your business is all about growth. The next stage of your business is then about scalability. There's a big difference between them. But I think one of the big differences is that you can still get exponential growth. It's really easy when you're young and you're dealing with lower numbers, but it's actually very sustainable when you're dealing with much higher numbers, although people tend to keep themselves from it because they don't believe it's true. And the one way that you can make it true is with the theory of 1%. Now, the story that I can share that most people have heard before is, you know, I could give you $2 million at the end of a month, or I could give you a penny a day compounding for 30 days. Which one would you like? Have you heard that story before? No, I haven't. Okay. I'll have to go back and look at the exact math. The answer is you take the penny compounding every day because what it does by the 30th day is multi-millions of dollars. It's huge. We put that same concept to work with growth. So if we're looking for 50% growth in a business, I'm not trying to get tactics that generate 50%. What I do is that we break apart the business into segments and we try to get 2% growth in each segment. So then they have a compounding effect along the way. There's several key metrics that we look at, and I can share those if you're all are interested, but they're just, they're standard to every business. And so when you think about all I need to do is 2% or 5% or 10% on these metrics, suddenly that's a lot easier to do. And what's crazy about it, like the magic of it is you work on one number and you indirectly impact positively another number. So suddenly you're working half as hard and getting twice the result. That's the piece that people miss because they get locked into the idea of I've got to hustle and my grind my way to success and I've got to sacrifice everything. And you need dedication. You need focus. You definitely need to make sure you've got reserves to allow the fruits of your labor to give, you know, give back to you. But I just think the hustle and grind, especially for women, it just doesn't serve us to our highest interest. So this is just a way, a different way to do things. And it works. It just straight up works. But it's so different from almost anything that's preached out there in the small business world. And so people don't necessarily trust it until they see the magic happen. Then it becomes a game. 
you start trying to see how big you can win. And that is really stinking cool to watch. Wow, this is really interesting. I like this. We do hear it a lot about the hustle and bustle. And then we hear about, you know, oh, you really don't have to do that much or this, that. It's just so much noise out there. But I do like this tactic. This is really good. Hey there, C.S. Dorsey here. We thrive on awesome feedback from our listeners because you make the show. Now, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to comment, share, give a rating, or share your hello moment. Once you've done that, take a snapshot of the review and tag me on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. I cannot wait to hear from you. But yeah, you can elaborate more on, you say the the 2% growth? Well, so we were looking at like one of the ways to break down that growth is to break it down by KPIs. So KPIs, in case our listeners haven't heard that phrase before, is key performance indicator. They're basically the metrics of your business. And the ones that are the most important, every single business on this call can figure them out. So it's how many leads are you getting in? I define a lead as anyone that raises their hand and says, tell me more. You know, they request information, they make a phone call, they send you an email, they stop you, you know, as you're walking out of a network meeting. That is lead in my book. Then we look at things like your conversion, which is how well do you take a lead and turn them into a client so that we have number of clients. We look at what is your average sale per client. If you took the total number of revenue divided by total number of clients, what's that number? How often do people purchase from you? My first business, a person would only purchase once a year and then likely would not purchase again for seven years. That's a hard business. That means I have to have a heck of a marketing machine going. Or do your clients purchase every month? That is a scalable business. There's a little difference there. And then we look at things. When you multiply those up, what you get is revenue. And we look at gross profit, net profit. But really, the dials that you can play with are leads, your conversion percentage, your average sale, and the number of times that people purchase from you. Play with those four numbers. If you're early on, you stick with the first two. If you've been around a while, you play with the third and fourth number. I mean, that's how simple this is. A good business is really good math. And it's not complicated math. This is math we all learn in third grade. And then through the gift of God, we have these things called phones that have calculators. They make it easy for us. So, you know, it's really simple to do these things. But a lot of times we've got a little mindset trashed in our brains that are making it a lot harder than it needs to be. So those are the four key metrics that I want every business to take a look at or start looking at. And here's the kind of crazy thing. Just paying attention has the likelihood of increasing your productivity or your results by 10% because you're aware. You're conscious, you're intentional. It's that thing you think about in the shower, you know, when you're washing your hair. It's the thing that suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I know how to do this now. And you go and make it happen. So that's why I think we make things really hard on ourselves when it can be incredibly easy. I love this. I love how you broke it all down. 
Yeah, I'm actually going to look at this right after our call. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to play with this because <laughs> I love numbers, but I'm like, okay, what numbers am I looking at? And I think that's where the confusing part it gets to. I'm like, what am I looking at? What is important? What isn't important? So I'm really happy that you broke it all down. This is good. Yeah. And you know what? I think everyone is like that. I get a lot of, well, I'm not a numbers person. And I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to be an accountant. <laughs> but if you can walk into Macy's and find a dress and it's 30% off and you can calculate what that savings is before you hit the register, you probably know enough numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the time table and all of that sure did help back in school, huh? <laughs> They didn't teach that for well, nothing. You know, <laughs> I tell you what, there's no woman out there that doesn't know how to calculate percentage off of something real fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, there's no woman out there that doesn't know how to calculate percentage off of something real fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really fast, too. Like, I can look at the tag and I'm like, okay, it may take me a little bit longer, but my mom was like, you got to be quick. It's da 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 And I'm like, she's been around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. But that's really, that's the level of knowledge that you need. It's just the numbers say things. We do a five-day challenge about once every other month. And the KPI section is one of the days. And it's just always like, what does that mean? What is this? And inevitably, at the end of the day, people come out and they're like, now I understand what that means and why I care. Because sometimes you can understand what it means, but you just, you're like, why, why is this even important? I got things to do. And so stuff like that, it really does matter. But we try to help people connect the dots as to why. So they care. So they want to know. And that's very, very important because we, we focus so much on, I have to do this. I need to get this done. I need to get this done. I need to do this. And to say, okay, well, let me sit down and see what's going on and look at my numbers. And then now I can actually narrow down and focus on, you know, what actually needs to be done in order for me to get to X, Y, Z. Well, not X, Y, Z, to X, we'll just say, because <laughs> Y, yeah. Z is too much. <laughs> well, and that's a really good point. We, I had my mastermind meeting this today. And everybody gets on and they're talking about, you know, what works, what's been going well, where their challenges are, and what their burning issue is. And inevitably, everyone on the call, like, oh, my God, I just have so much to do and I don't know where to start. And I feel bad for not doing this and da, 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 da. And we talked it through and it's like, look, get one big thing done this month. If you're not in a race for time, like the race for time is something that humanity puts on to itself. You know, I love this quote. It's like, if you looked at dogs and birds and and, you know, a million other the other animals and the trees, not a single one of them is keeping time. They're not in a race against the clock. We are singularly in that relationship with time. And if you can get out of the confrontation of that, right, and you can get into the, I have exactly the amount of time I need to have, you can actually accomplish more because you're worried about doing less. And it's just, if there's so many oxymorons to small business ownership that it just takes some time to come to, either through a mentor or great information like your podcast or, you know, hard-earned experience, you finally come to these realizations and you choose a different course. 
And that's the thing where you're saying, just worry about one thing. If three things freaks you out, great. Don't do three things. (laughs) Do one exceptionally well and then move on to the next. Take it one day at a time. That's all we got. One day at a time. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's so it's so funny because the time is is moving and it's moving fast. And I think everybody having their mindset, especially now, is what in the middle of April is going to be May. We're getting ready to be mm. in the middle of yeah. this year again. And everybody have that, you know, in their mind, like time is moving, it's moving fast. I got to get this done. This is this, because this. I'm guilty of it, too. I sitting here and I'm like, wait a minute, it's April already. Have I just been sitting in my office for a whole year not doing anything? Because it feels like that, you know, sometimes. But I think that's, some, like you said, it's in our mind. And if we think about, okay, yeah, just focus on that one thing. Time may actually go by a little slower, I believe. Yeah, that. I think the other thing you brought up there that we need to you know, consider is, so in entrepreneurship, I'm always saying that most people come to it thinking it's a race that there's a finish line to cross. And we all name what that finish line is. When I make, when I'm at, when I've been in business this long, when I do X, Y, and Z. It's the crazy thing though. We get to the finish line and we move it. Or if we say, oh, but I wish I had done it this way. Oh, but I could have done better. Oh, but you know, we downplay the win. And so, so many people never realize what they are accomplishing. Because they're not celebrating even the tiniest of wins. Some days, me making it to my computer is a win. Mm -hmm. And some days, a win is the fact that I speak four times during that day and I wrote a blog article. That's pretty, that's a lot. You know, it's a lot. If you haven't done that before, that's a lot, right? But it's, it's just a win looks different with every day. But I do think... There's a concept of not being present with the work that you're doing and not taking the moment to go, man, that's a great job. I learned a lot. I'll do better next time. But I'm going to take that one and I'm going to pin it up on the board because I need to be proud of myself. Is you're really taking the time to recognize what you are accomplishing? Yes, I agree. It's April and I'm like, holy cow. But if I looked back and said, what have I done with January, February, March, and April? I've done a lot. I've gotten a lot accomplished towards my goals, but I'm also very conscious about documenting them because if I don't, I'll forget. And then it'll be three months down the road and I'll I'll look back and I'm like, I don't know what I did. I know I was busy. What was I doing? (laughs) I have to get out my calendar. Oh yeah, that's right. That's where April went. (laughs) I love it. Oh goodness, this is so good. I love it so much. So any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? I will say that Rome was not built in a day and your business won't be either. The goal of every day is just to be as good as you can be today. And the goal for tomorrow is maybe a little bit better. I do think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves unduly and it doesn't serve us. If you could lean into things that bring ease and joy and a sense of fulfillment while you're balancing that with the metrics and the ticky tack, the nuts and bolts of the business, I think you'll be a lot more satisfied with yourself and with the results that you're seeing. And then in a year, you'll look back and you'll you'll just be amazed. You'll be utterly amazed at how easy it was and how far you've come. 
I love it. I'm definitely going to take this advice <laughs> and apply it to myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm <guilty>. glad. <laughs> so, we all are, believe me. We all know, are. Huh? <laughs> so where can everyone find you? So sure, the best way to find us is on our website, which is your biz, B-I-Z as in zebra, rules, R-U-L-E-S dot com, that I give away a tremendous amount of information and tips and strategies. That's part of my deal with God. But we also have on the website a scaling rich quiz. So if you are thinking about taking your business to the next level, What we found is, and through statistics and all sorts of research, only about 12% of women-owned businesses actually get to a scaling, profitably, and sustainably level. And we want to know, do you have what it takes? So we put together a quiz, and it's actually really fun and really easy to do. That's going to give you your scaling-rich persona. And then based upon the persona, we actually have free gifts that are just for you, for your stage, where you're at and where you're headed. We really believe in meeting people where they are. We don't believe in, you know, a one size fits all solution. And the quiz is a fun way that we can give that to you. So you can see it directly on the yourbizrules.com site or go straight to scalingrich.com. Awesome. I love quizzes. I'm a quiz addict. So <laughs> they're fun. Okay, yeah, see, now you have them. to take it and tell me what you think. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm definitely going to take it. I'm taking it after we get off this call because I really want to see it. I love quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. They're fun. They're definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Leslie, so much for coming on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome.